You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good. We got some good question. A good question today. We're going to keep it a little short. Um, a good question. Yes. We're just going to hit this we one. We want to remind everybody, I don't always know these questions ahead of time. Right. You gave me what? Five minutes on this one? I gave you five minutes on this okay. one. We are trying to see if we could make it into one of those short little really videos. And we're just not sure if we can do a lot of those because they limit you to like a minute. And a lot of these questions are much deeper. And I know that everyone likes And a preacher has a hard time talking just one minute. Yeah. If you've been to church here, you know. You know. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. You're not as long-winded as I've, I've, I've heard some other stuff. Okay. So. Yeah. I hope I keep it I don't know if that's a compliment yeah. or not, but uh, it is meant to be. <laughs> okay. It was meant to be. Do you, do you have to go to church to be a good Christian is the question. Do you have to have a garage to be a car? <laughs> mm. no. uh, to be a good Christian? Yes. Okay. So in good, let's say that would be a growing decision, a growing Christian, getting deeper in your walk with Jesus Christ. And so if you're going to be a deeper walking Christian with Christ, uh, you have to have something more than just yourself. Okay, so what I'm seeing right now is you're kind of redefining the question a little bit. I think that's a good start. That's a good start. So can you be a good Christian? Can you be saved? Yes, you can be saved and not go to church. Can we change the question? Can we either just do a better definition of good Christian? I have a hard time thinking that you can be a growing, solid Christian without church. Okay. And I go to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, you know. Let us consider how we may spur one another toward the love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And that's Hebrews 10, 24, 25. So it, there, there, there's an aspect of discipleship, which is our walk with Jesus that makes us good Christians because we start out saved. That's nice. Yes. But to be a good Christian, then we have to add to it the relationship of Jesus so that we look more like Jesus every day of our lives. In order to look more like Jesus, I can't live in isolation. Yeah. Because then it's just my opinions, and you know, then everybody eats sauerkraut on bread <laughs> or something strange like that. That's a Donism. And it can't be that way. Yeah. Because the, the body of Christ is all of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It takes all of us to be the body of Christ. And so I'm not only cutting myself off from the body, but I'm limiting where the body can go. So to be a growing Christian, you need the church. Right. Now... I'm finding that there are ways to have church online. Of course. But uh, it, it, it's, there's also a good case that could be made for meeting in a room together. Yeah. And be the church. I'd also nudge even farther. There is a place where we should have one-to-one discussions, have a mentor, be a mentor, 
in this Christian walk. We need that. And so you want this short? Yeah. So shut up. Is that? No, 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 okay. no. no. I, I'm just saying this is something that needs to be iron sharpening iron. Yep. It, it needs something where we as Christians sharpen each other's walk with Christ. It's not uh, something that we are naturally growing to grow without a nudge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to throw this in here really quick is my buddy Todd is the one who sent me this question, right? Mm -hmm. And oh. I, you know, I gave him a response. Mine, God bless you, I Todd. Said, but I, I, I said, but I'm going to ask him. We'll take it in the show. And I said, and I can guarantee he says the phrase iron sharpens iron. So, yeah. You got the point. Yep, I got okay. the point. You're predictable as ever. <laughs> predictable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's funny. So, yeah. So, my predictability is okay. No, that's important, though. I think that's something that you, you speak about quite a bit is that, you know, if uh, something that I saw in this church change um, when you came is that all the men involved at different things. And now, more men are here, more men are coming here, more men are meeting in fellowship and sharpening iron, mm -hmm. you know? We have a really neat group of guys yeah. that meet on Wednesday evenings. Yeah. And and just study scripture. We're not That's right. doing anything outside of the scripture. Right. Yeah, it's a good bunch. Join them Wednesdays at 7. Yes. Yep. So, good Christian, go to church. Something I thought of was in the responses or addressing this question is like, you know, how would someone answer this question? You know, well, how would you instruct someone to answer this question? Because if it's someone who's a non-believer, it's like, you know, I don't, why do you have to go to church to be a good Christian? And, and there's some critiques that go along with that. And I was kind of thinking of this, some, it was not all good Christians are going, or not everyone who goes to church is a good Christian. True. And you don't, have to go to church to be a quote-unquote good Christian. But there's so many things. If you are saved by Christ, if you have a relationship, if you are letting the Holy Spirit lead you, you need that community. And you'll want it. You have to want to serve. Well, and, and I think that's why even online presence yeah. has grown because we couldn't be in person. Right. We needed to have that. And, and, it was so important that it drew people who did not want to be on the internet mm -hmm. at all to to be on regularly, yeah. just so they could have that sharpening right. that they needed from others. That that community of faith. Uh, I I remember a Sunday school class of older folks that was adamant: we will not have Sunday school if we can't be in person. Well, how many weeks was it? Eight weeks? Yeah. By the second week, they were ready to be online. Yeah. And then they went on not only to have that, but they also did a Sunday evening together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So it was wild to see how that progression went because the hunger of Christians to be together, yeah. knowing that it's what we need, mm -hmm. uh, draws, draws them together. But your other point is that not everybody who comes to church is Christian. Right. We need to emphasize that. Yeah. Because actually, that's our strong point. Mm -hmm. The church should be a place where people who are not Christian come to at least check us out and find right. out, what is this Jesus that yep. we're talking about? Uh, sadly, I think we want to have the illusion that everybody who walks in the doors is Christian, and we don't, you know, we don't question that. Right. And so, I mean, 
some pastors even don't always present the gospel because, well, everybody's here's got it. Yeah. So we don't do it. Well, yeah, because if the doors aren't open, if the people inside aren't inviting and aren't um, in that giving nature, looking to serve. Because, you know, if someone's coming in the first time and they're just looking to, you know, see what's what's going on. Let's see what this is all about. Or, you know, my friend said, if I came this one time, I'll just come and check it out, I guess. Is, is something that's in the scripture and the message something that's always going to speak to them? It's not, not always. No, it's not. But is the community around it, the loving people that want to serve, that want to know more, that want to welcome someone into a community? I mean, that's got to be one of the most powerful footholds. Right. But I'd also add the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised how many times the Holy Spirit shows up and takes a very mediocre service. Yeah. And it, it actually touches someone. Yeah. So the preparation the Holy Spirit does to a, to a soul outside the sanctuary mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And so uh, as a pastor, we try to stay attentive to what the Spirit's doing because even some of our worst messages can speak. Oh, yeah. The thousands. I mean, but we all much have, more than we ever think. But we all have different personality types. And I right. think what this is something that I've thought of is, is the different personality types are going to get spoken to differently within the context of the Bible. You'll read things differently. You'll see things differently. It'll make you feel different emotions inside. Someone who's coming from a non-religious background, does not know Christ, comes to church. Some of those people are going to hear your message. Mm-hmm. And they're going to understand that and it's going to speak to them because you're coming from a place. What draw, what drew this person into the church? You know, maybe it's um, um, maybe they were kind of called, kind of pushed. Maybe they're just drug along by their heels, kicking and screaming. But in reality, maybe it's a, it's a lot of fear. Uncertainty of what's going to happen. Right. And some of them will be able to see or hear, hear a message and be spoken to and know that there's going to be a lot more pain and a lot more uh, a lot more hardships on that road all those life changes things they didn't want to have to get rid of those easy things that they could just do instead of serving others changing their lives picking up their room some people are going to just go you know what that's going to suck but i'm to do that but some people are that doubles down on their fear mm-hmm. that the culture that says anxiety should be you know met with kid gloves those things that's where you need the community. Mm-hmm. The community that says, come, we know. We know it's hard. Yeah. We're here. We're going to help you make, make it easy for you because you're, you're going to have compassion from us. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of those people now compared to 15, 20 years ago. Amen. You have to be able to see that the anxiety level is so high with you know, you know younger generations, you know, suicide levels going up. And it it's, doesn't seem like it's the kind of weighty issues that it was 15 years yeah. ago. I mean, I, I got a bad review on the internet. And, yeah. Ah, why would that drive, you know, bullying? Yeah. I mean, you think of what kids did when I was young. Right. It's been a while. It's, it, I have a hard time getting my head around it. Yeah. But it is influencing people, and people are doing actions from those. Mm-hmm. That being said, even some I, I people have this view of the church, and when they come up against the building, they don't want to come in, right? Because they they have all these feelings around 
the smell of the church and the look of the pews and the red carpet or whatever it is. You know, they have all these mm-hmm. preconceived right. ideas about the space. So yeah, you're right. We could actually do the gospel better in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. It still would be church. Right. You have two or three coming together. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Right? Yep. But yeah, I think I think that's answered well. And is I this think, a short one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My wife uh, requests that every after every episode. Okay. So this one's for you. God bless you, Carly. We're gonna get it in right under fifteen minutes, so we pray us out. I can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us to be your people. And sometimes we call ourselves the church. Lead us, Lord, in these interesting times to continue to shed light on your gospel where there's darkness. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Todd, for that question. And uh, we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.